Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com slash Lisa. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's so much chaos right now, whether it's the FAA ordering all flights grounded for the first time since 9-11, what you see at the southern border, or even the societal and cultural chaos that we're seeing. The Chicago Board of Education's Office of Inspector General, this annual report found hundreds of Chicago public school teachers were accused of adult to student sexual misconduct in the 2021 to 2022 school year. So what's behind this chaos, this intentional chaos? What's driving it? What's the motive of the left? We're going to get my friend's take, Liz Wheeler, host of the Liz Wheeler show on all of it. Also get into the fact that Joe Biden mishandled classified information. What does that mean for him? And what does that mean for this investigation into former President Trump? Also, as a new mom, what does she think of that Chicago report? What does she think on this attack that is happening on children, this grooming of children? But more importantly, what does all of this mean? That conversation with Liz Wheeler, my friend, the host of the Liz Wheeler show. Stay with us. Liz Wheeler, uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you better uh, over really over the past few months. It's so great to have you on the show and it's uh, nice to be able to call you a friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And ditto. It's it's been you are as delightful in person. Your audience doesn't need me to say this, but you're as delightful in person off camera as you are on camera. Well, I feel the same way about you. And and Liz, I was thinking about, you know, what should we talk about today? Because uh, there's so much going on in the country. And it's sad. You know, I mean, you've got everything from the border to the FAA grounding planes to a nationwide egg shortage to the grooming of children. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. What worries you the most about where we are as a society today? Oh, my goodness. This is like the most depressing question <laughs> in kind of. A Sorry, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what worries me the most is what's happening to our children for a couple reasons. As a mom, it scares me to think of allowing my daughter who turns two next week to be exposed to almost anything that exists outside of our home. And I know that sounds overprotectionist, but think about all the queer theory stuff, all the critical race theory stuff, all the your parents are domestic terrorist stuff. I mean, this is this is really nasty insidious stuff. It's the first time I think at least in my lifetime, I'm 33, that I can say without hesitation that the radical left or the progressives or the Marxists, whatever you want to call them, it's all the same thing, that they are assaulting children on purpose in order to try to topple the the civil institution of the family. They've already come for marriage itself. They've already come for gender and for sex. And they're their sights are now set on children. And that really terrifies me, not only as a mom protecting my individual child, but because that really is a way to 
it's a strategy from the left and it's an effective strategy to co-opt the next generation to transform these children into ideological minions of their of their of their marxism and that's not something I like to see in this country. And I think that that's the most important thing that we fight back against. Well, and I also worry, you know, obviously there's the internal threat about what the left is doing to children here in the United States. But I also worry externally when you look at things like TikTok and China's hand in that if, you know, with intention, they're indoctrinating an entire generation of young people and, and what that means for for future generations and what it means for our country. Oh, yeah. So this is funny that you brought this up because my youngest sister is 13 years younger than me. So I'm 33. She's 20. She's a junior in college and she has TikTok. She has TikTok because all the Gen Zers have TikTok. And I kind of jokingly harass her about this because I may be one of the only millennials even that doesn't have TikTok. But I did an episode on my show about the it was actually about a Reddit post from an engineer who had reverse engineered the code behind behind TikTok. What what is written into the algorithm of TikTok? What's the intent? And what this engineer found is that it's an influence operation. It is it's not just propaganda. It's not just garbage. It is those things, but it also tracks everybody's um, keystrokes, not because they're just trying to collect data on you, but because they're trying to get to know each and every user so that they can feed you things on um, on TikTok, whatever the homepage is called on TikTok. I'm going to date myself as a millennial by not even knowing what it's called, the for you part. Um, and so that they can get to know you and serve you things that interest you, but also know exactly how to drop certain content that will slowly, trickle by trickle, change your mind on pivotal cultural issues. It is actually an operation to change the entire mindset of this young generation of Americans. And it's being run by the Chinese Communist Party. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. It's happening. And you can see the effects of this. I told my sister, I was like, listen, I I know that you think that um, that politics is for, is for boomers in a certain extent. But I was like, you don't have to listen to my episode if you don't want but you gotta get off of TikTok. Well, don't feel old because, well, I guess, you know, I'm a, I'm a millennial technically, but about to be 38. So it's like, I, I always add the caveat of like young-ish because it's you know, like, I'm not really, I'm leaving the young category and, you know, getting older here, but I, I'm not on TikTok either for the reasons you just stated and, and knowing that it's a Chinese op and, and you know, and, and also just not needing to be involved in any of that stuff. But you know, to your point, these young people are easily being brainwashed with it. And we, we look at the Gen Z turnout for Democrats in the midterm elections. And yeah, I, I don't know how we write that ship as a country and try to change these minds that have already been poisoned. I think it's uh, Congressman Mike Gallagher and Senator Marco Rubio introduced a bill to ban TikTok in the United States. And I'm completely on board with this. I think that we absolutely should ban TikTok if it's owned. So the parent company of TikTok is called ByteDance, B-Y-T-E, ByteDance. And that company is based in China. They have ties to the Chinese Communist Party, as all companies in China do. It is, it's essentially just a, a tool of the Chinese Communist Party. I see no reason why we shouldn't declare that to be a national security risk when there have been employees of, of ByteDance and TikTok in China that admit that all of this data, all of this data that's being collected on Americans who use the app here in this country can be accessed by employees of TikTok at any time, which means the Chinese Communist Party is obviously using it. I mean, the, the Chinese know that TikTok's dangerous because the, the version of TikTok in China, which has a different name, but it's the same app, they don't allow twerking and queer theory to go viral on TikTok all the time like they do here in the United States. I mean, they promote like mathematics and engineering and respect for your elders in China because they, and they limit it to certain ages of people and certain amount of hours of day that children in China are allowed to be on this app because they fully understand the destructive force. So, I mean, I don't think we have to sit here and just bemoan that young people are addicted to this. We should, we should ban it. I agree with you. I do think it needs to be banned as well. You know, you, you look at like there's the recent report that, you know, the Chicago Board of Education's Office of Inspector General, uh, an annual report found hundreds of Chicago public school teachers were accused of adult to student sexual misconduct uh, from 2021 to 2022 uh, school year. I think they they opened something like 447 
cases investigating teachers for grooming, sexual assaulting, or, or raping uh, students. You know, I always ask myself sometimes when we cover these things, has this been going on and we're just now paying attention to it or, or are all these things getting worse? Yeah, I think that's a valid question because my inclination to answer this or my speculation, I guess, would be that to a certain extent, it's always happened because this has always been part of this has always been sin. This has always been evil. That's always existed. I think that it's gotten worse because of the culture that we've allowed to take root in our country. Right. We've allowed perverted sex to become not just normalized, but celebrated. We've allowed this idea that uh, public school teachers are not just there to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic, but are there to ideologically groom children into neo-Marxist sexual identities. I mean, that's of course that's going to lead to more crimes being committed and more creeps wanting to enter that field. So I, I might, like I said, I don't have the da- I don't have the data in front of me, but my speculation would be that it's always existed, but it's escalating. Quick commercial break. More with Liz Wheeler. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once. And two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm not a mom yet. I guarantee you're an amazing mom. Um, How do we protect children in in this environment? You know, how scary is it to, to be a mom? in today's society? Well, my daughter hasn't turned two yet, so I may not be the expert in answering this question. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should check back with me in like 20 years to see if she turned out well. But I can tell you what I'm doing. We'll, we'll do it. We'll put it on the calendar, Liz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can tell you what I'm doing. A checkup. <laughs> A checkup, gosh. That's so much pressure for me. Um, what I'm doing is I'm just, I'm I'm treating my husband and I, it's not just me, of course, I'm I'm treating our home as shelter from evil, that the environment in our home, our nuclear family is the place where my daughter can feel safe, the place where my daughter learns right from wrong, the place where my daughter is grounded in faith, the place where my daughter learns to trust adults that should be trusted to create this bond between she and, you know, her father and I. And my hope is to equip her so that when she does go out into the world, she already has an understanding of what is right and what is wrong. So when she encounters wrong, when she encounters evil, even if that evil is targeting her, even if somebody is trying to groom her in evil, she recognizes that something is not right. And she is then able to come to 
her dad and me and say, hey, mom, dad, something is not right. And we are then able to explain it to her because it's unrealistic to think that you're not going to be able or you're, that you're going to be able to shelter your child from everything. You, you simply can't. But what you can do is you can give them shelter from evil while you form them into the moral beings that you want. And so that's the philosophical part of it. The practical part of it is, Lisa, I'm a homeschooler. <laughs> I am not. There is over my dead body. Will she ever set foot in a public school in in this culture? And I think I, I mean, I was homeschooled, so I'm already familiar with it, comfortable with it, confident in it and biased towards it. But particularly given what's happening in public schools, that you walk in to, I mean, even primary grade classrooms and you see Black Lives Matter flags on the wall, you see Ukraine flags on the wall, you see, you know, pronoun friendly posters and and pride, pride uh, stickers and all this kind of stuff that's supposed to signal to students that it's a LGBTQ friendly zone. I'm not going to put her in that environment because it is unrealistic to think that you could send a child to be indoctrinated in that environment and that they won't turn out to be a leftist. That I am going to keep her away from. You know, I probably wouldn't have thought about homeschooling, uh, you know, before until everything we've learned about the school systems as of late in, in recent years and, and really just seeing the direction the country is heading. And, and now it would definitely be something that I would consider for my hypothetical children that don't exist yet. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it does seem like, you know, naming all those things that you just did, that there's this intentional chaos that's happening in society, uh, both from a cultural front and then just really on all this other stuff, whether it's the border or whether it's, you know, a supply chain crisis, whether it's what's happening with gas prices and energy. I mean, it's all just this intentional chaos that they seem to be creating. I agree. And this is one of the things that I try to do on my show. Because there's, I feel like there's so, it's it's so obvious to so many of us that things are going wrong, right? It's not like you and I need to sit here and be like, dang, this, this environment here is terrible. Our children are under assault. Like We can all see that that's happening. And so one of the things that I've tried to do in the last year on my show is take a step back or zoom out and be like, okay, we acknowledge the what it is of what's happening. Now let's look at the why it's happening, the who is behind this, what is the agenda, what what is this ideology that's causing this intentional chaos? Because we can we can sit here and we can say, well, it's really bad that the borders are open. It's really bad that, you know, these civil institutions like the education system and the family are under assault. But I have found it very helpful in ordering my response to these things to understand um, the ideology behind it. So for example, when I'm talking about assault on children or assault on the family, it was very, it's been very helpful for me to read this old Marxist from the 1930s named Antonio Gramsci, who probably your listeners are very familiar with his name, but he was the one who essentially morphed 20th century communism or Marxism into 21st century Marxism meaning he shifted Karl Marx's original vision for a worker-led revolution where the working class um, stages a revolution and overthrows this, this ruling class based on economic dissatisfaction. Gramsci said, okay, well, we can see for a fact that that's not going to happen anymore, right? That we're not going to have a working class based on economic discomfort that are going to overthrow these 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 horrible <laughs> villains of capitalists. And he said the way to actually overthrow these Western capitalist government institutions is actually to come for the cultural institutions first, the civil institutions, the education system and marriage and women and men and their traditional roles and um, religion and faith and all of these things that are not of the government, but they underpin our society in a way that props up our American version of government. And what I mean by that is this idea that we have a government with enumerated powers that has that is a limited government. It's supposed to infringe on our lives as little as possible. That actually can't work unless you have these strong cultural institutions on which people rely. Because if you don't have people relying on their own families, their spouses, their parents, their children, even their communities, their churches, then they, what do they rely on? Then they need to rely on the government and you cannot have a limited government when people are relying en masse on the government. So it's this, it's this new, this, this modern Marxism that we're seeing right now being unleashed in our country. And it's been very helpful for me 
in properly ordering my response to, I like your phrase, that intentional chaos to understand exactly what's behind it. I, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, they're trying to remove the anchors that hold us down as human beings and, and give us independence from the government because, you know, the intended purpose is obviously to drive us all to the government. And, and you know, we talk about the grooming of children, but there's almost but there's also this larger grooming of society that's happened. And, you know, and we saw that during COVID, it was more pronounced than perhaps ever with just this, you know, shutting down of businesses, this force of vaccinations, this paying people to stay home and become reliant upon the government. And, and I, I, there's been this reshaping of, I think, society's viewpoint on the role of government. And that's concerning to me as well of that sort of grooming that's happened. Totally. I call it conditioning society. Because they're, they're, that's exactly what it is. They're grooming. And the definition of grooming is conditioning somebody to do something. In this case, they're conditioning society to accept a more Marxist form of government. And I mean, this has been a long time coming, even toward even aimed at adults in our society. It accelerated during COVID when all of a sudden in the past two, three, four years, we see all these DEI programs, the diversity, equity and inclusion programs. Um, emerge not just in schools, but in the workplace. These phrases became very common to people. Most people are like, oh, yeah, we do have a diversity, equity, and inclusion officer at you know, my job, or we had this diversity training or whatever it might be. That's conditioned society to, to view the world in actually what the Marxists call it is, is critical thought, to view the world through this lens of the critical theories that emerged from the Marxist Frankfurt School in Germany a hundred years ago, almost a hundred years ago. And the DEI programs that are just about universal right now are, are anchored in these institutions. You and I as consumers, whether we send our children to schools or whether you know we went to colleges where this existed, whether this is in our workplace, wherever it might be, we can't just use our money or our voices and say, wait a second, we're protesting against this. We don't want to shop here. If you have this if you have this policy, we don't want to send our kids here. If your school's teaching this, we don't want to work here. If you're going to force this on us in the workplace, we've lost our power, our negotiating power because of the ESG stuff, because of the environmental, social, and governance metrics, which is essentially a social credit score system that rewards all of these different types of institutions, schools and workplaces and businesses, reward them with a higher rating on this on this metric, if they push DEI, if they per push diversity, equity, and inclusion, and the punishment, if they don't, it's not just this positive reinforcement with high rating. The punishment, if they don't, is they lose access to capital in the market. They're not able to run their business if they don't obtain this higher ESG score rating. So it, it really is deeply infiltrated into our society right now. And the word, I mean, yes, it's, it's conditioning the American population to accept at some point in the nearer and nearer future, the fact that the left does not like the American system of government, the left does not like our country, they want to fundamentally transform it. And when we ask the question, well, transform it into what? The answer is a nation that is not free. Well, and we're seeing some of that play out even within the Biden administration. I mean, you have various people in positions of power, whether it's Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, who have been put there for, you know, checking box. Uh, sake. And that's not worked out because these people are not competent enough to hold their positions. I mean, even just look at what happened recently with the 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 first, you know, the FAA ordering all flights grounded for the first time since 9-11 uh, in the incompetency of the Department of Transportation. So, I mean, we can see in real time, even just looking at the Biden administration, how when you get away from a merit based system, uh, it leads to, to failure and incompetency. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible what happened with the FAA. The, the worst example of this, actually, or maybe maybe not the worst from a policy standpoint, but the most egregious PR example of this is Sam Brinton, right? The luggage thief that was formerly employed by Biden's Department of Education. This, this weirdo, creepo, sicko who cross-dressed constantly, called himself a pup handler, which is some weird bondage term for liking to walk other men around with leather chains around their necks, some some really sick sexual twisted fantasy <laughs> that he had. And this guy was hired, obviously, because he was 
non-binary because he was um because he checked those lgbtq privilege points boxes but look at what happened he ended up stealing people's luggage at the airport like a deranged like the deranged individual that he was that's the outcome of it um like i said maybe that's maybe that's not maybe didn't didn't have the biggest effect on policy maybe pete Buttigieg has had the the worst effect on policy but it actually scares me as a frequent traveler you travel a lot lisa i travel a lot it scares me to think that our FAA its computer system is so outdated. There's been no updates, very little maintenance on it that Pete Buttigieg is supposed to be overseeing. Like, what happens when this actually impacts flights when they're in the air? That terrifies me. Well, and also, you know, worry about the vulnerability with potential cyber attacks, right? Because we, we don't know what the root cause of this uh, actually was. And so, you know, I, I think it's fair to also be concerned about potential cyber, but just the vulnerability and just the failure on so many parts with Pete Buttigieg, whether it was the, you know, the rail strike or supply, global supply chain issues, uh, the Southwest chaos, and, you know, the list goes on. Uh, you know, Liz, I, I wanted to... to Get your take on this new development with Joe Biden uh, having classified <laughs> documents. Uh, let's take a listen to an interview that he did with Scott uh, Pelley from 60 Minutes. And then I want to get your take on all of this on the other side. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen how anyone could be that irresponsible. And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? By that, I mean names of people who helped or et cetera. And it's just uh, totally irresponsible. And you don't know what was in those documents? I have not asked for the specifics of those documents because I don't want to get myself in the middle of whether or not the Justice Department should move or not move on certain actions they can take. I, I've agreed I would not tell them what to do and not, in fact, engage in telling them how to prosecute or not. So, Liz, point being is that, you know, Joe Biden sat there criticizing President Trump for holding classified information. Turns out that he had classified information still hanging on from his time being a vice president, included briefing materials about Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom, uh, along with some other documents as well. Uh, what are your thoughts in, uh, uh, you know, hearing this news? I think, it, I, well, first of all, it's so funny. Like, what kind of doddering idiot of a president sits in a national interview and goes, no, I know nothing about the biggest story that's happening in the United States right now. Like, come on, man, at least, <laughs> at least pretend that you know what's going on here. It's just showmanship, Lisa. I mean, he said he hadn't been briefed on these documents. So how does he know exactly what these documents are? President Trump claims that this is just a dispute over ownership um, of documents that he claims were his personal documents. And the National Archives said, nope, this belongs to the government. It's, it's, here's the thing. A lot of people are saying, oh, Joe Biden's a hypocrite because now that he's been found to have mishandled classified information, they are just painting it as an accident. And they did the right thing and they cooperated with the National Archives. But it's not actually hypocrisy. Because a hypocrite is someone who thinks that if they break the rules, they will just get away with it. That's not what Joe Biden believes. Joe Biden is an elitist. He believes that he deserves to play by a different set of rules than President Trump or than you or me. That's a very, very different thing. And that's what we're seeing pervasively on the left right now. Is they don't, they don't, they don't think that we should played by the same rules. They think that we deserve to be prosecuted. We deserve to be silenced. We deserve to be canceled because we either dared to support Trump or we're conservatives or we're Christian or we simply dissent from the radical leftist ideology. Well, and it's also, you know, President Trump, presidents have the ultimate authority to declassify documents. The vice president does not. So, you know, him, him being in possession or his team being in possession of these documents is, you know, actually criminal compared to, you know, President Trump, who can declassify whatever he wants. But it's also weird. You know, I think we need to learn more about this, uh, the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, which opened during the Trump administration. It's a Washington based think tank with the University of Pennsylvania. But apparently Biden had an office at the center from mid 2017 to the start of the 2020 presidential campaign. And they paid him more than nine hundred thousand dollars. There's just always these sketchy connections with Joe Biden on the foreign policy front and either uh, he's profiting or his family's profiting from it. 
Nobody for one second believes that Biden was in charge of a think tank. I mean, come on. This is just one of those. All politicians do this or many politicians do this, especially the highest level politicians between when they run for office. They create these organizations or think tanks and uh, portray themselves as being very productive and, and, and adding adding, I don't know, thoughts and research to the ongoing conversation about whatever topic they pretend to be an expert in. But we all know that it's just them setting themselves up for their next presidential run. There is no way that anything productive happened at this so-called think tank of Joe Biden's. And here's the other here's the other difference between Mar-a-Lago and the Penn Biden Center, Lisa. That is, Mar-a-Lago is the residence of a former president. It is locked down by Secret Service. So Trump's 45 office, which is his office at Mar-a-Lago, was more or less secure. There wasn't going to be people that were just wandering into this office. The Secret Service, in addition to, to Trump's security, because Mar-a-Lago is a, is a club, a private club, this, this is a relatively secure, if not very secure facility. The Penn, the, the, the Penn Biden or the Biden Penn Center uh, is not secure. This was in a box, in a closet, in an unsecured location. What do you think this means for the investigation into former President Trump? Does it make it harder for them to try to pursue charges against him? If they were honest people, yes. If they believed that we should all play by the same rules, then yes. But the Democrats are so desperate to stop Trump from running in any way possible that I don't think that it's going to make a difference. The other thing about this, and I, I, I'm kind of sad to say this because I wish that it was a bigger deal. But I think that for the vast majority of the American public, even even the voting electorate, I don't think the vast majority of people care about this as much as you care about this, as much as I care about this, because we care about this because we're we're obsessed with politics. This is what we do for a living. This is what we do for a hobby. This is this is our thing. But most people, that's not going to change the way that they cast their vote. They're not going to clutch their pearls and be like, oh, no, Trump mishandled classified information, but Biden did too. Therefore, the Democrats are hypocrites and I'm going to become Republican because of that. I wish that were the case, but I guess my cynical view is I don't think that it's going to change anything. And I think in this case, Democrats realize that Democrats oftentimes gauge the temperature of the political environment better than Republicans do. They realize that they can, in the eyes of the voter, get away with some of this stuff. And they can, in the eyes of the voter, get away with still leveraging or levying this this investigation against Trump, because the only people who are going to be really, really annoyed about it, really angry and indignant about it, are going to be those of us who uh, already think that the left is dishonest and corrupt. Do you think it's that Democrats gauge it better or do you think it's just that they control the process because they control the media? Probably both. I think that they're just they're more sad. They're more savage fighters. Right. Like they're they're based in their own way. They like what what happened? Let me give a, a zoomed out example of this. So what happened with the Speaker of the House election this past week when we had these 20 Republican rebels who just held Kevin McCarthy hostage until he gave them what they demanded from the House of Rules package? It was I found it so delightful and entertaining and funny and great to watch. I was so proud of them. It was the first time that I uh, felt a positive feeling about a member in Congress in a really long time that the way that they fought is the way that Democrats usually fight. Democrats are usually the one. It's usually Nancy Pelosi and her her ilk who are holding Republicans hostage and refusing to bend a knee even when everyone else is pressuring them. People in their own party, people in the media, people, even voters. But that kind of fighting from Republicans, that's the first time I can remember Republicans fighting that way. Usually we see that from Democrats. So I think they do have a better understanding of how to play, not play dirty, but dirty in politics uh, better than Republicans do. And then, of course, they have the added advantage of they're not going to get the same kind of pushback because they control the media apparatus and the big tech companies. Well, I do worry about the reaction to it because uh, I agree with you. I think what they did was noble and uh, needed. I mean, it, it wasn't really about McCarthy. It was a process fight, you know, in trying to change the way that the House does business because Nancy Pelosi had really changed the rules to give the Speaker of the House more authority and, you know, basically like a dictatorship, which is what the left does. But the but the response to it concerned me because to your point, you know, we need fighters, right? We've got a big, but we saw what happened during COVID. Uh, we, we know what their objective is for the country. We know what direction the country is heading. And so we need people with a, a stomach for it, for the fight ahead. And, you know, we didn't see that as much as I think we, we should have or should have hoped for. 
in terms of the response to to that small group of Republicans putting up a fight? No, there were a lot of Republicans who were opposed to that. And this is Republicans in elected office. This is Republicans in in commentary. This is voters. And I, I view this I, I I view this in a positive way, not because it's not because it's a good thing, but I view this in a positive way because it's better that we know who are the fighters on our side. It's better that we know who has that fire in their belly to stand strong in their principles. And it's better that we know who not to trust. I mean, there were there are actually some players, even in the United States Congress, who portray themselves to be fighters and took the wrong side on this. And it's good to know. It's good for us to know who we can trust and who we can count on and who we can't. So if that if that's all part of the purifying process, and I say that as a Catholic, meaning like the purgatory type process, then I'm okay with that. Quick break, more with Liz. Two thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What do you think it means for the fight ahead in the House? You know, I mean, you look at the powers that Republicans in a small majority are going to have. It's essentially power of the purse and then also oversight and investigative authority. Uh, you know, what do you want to see from them uh, in using those powers? I want to see investigations. I want to see committees, the committees like the subcommittee on the weaponization of government. And there, I, I was talking about this on my show the other day because I said there's something from this committee that I don't want to see. We have we have an experience, even with Republicans in, in Congress, where they, they hold these people who we assume or accuse of being corrupt in front of them and they interview them. And sometimes these interviews are even brutal. Sometimes they get really viral, good, informative clips that show um, that show the subject who's being interviewed to be a bad person, to be a liar, to to be corrupt. And that's oftentimes where they leave it. They leave it with a viral Twitter video. They leave it with, oh, look, I, I did, I, I levied this incredible smackdown against somebody. And I don't want to see that from this Congress. I don't want them just to use this as an opportunity to to increase their own influence or to fundraise. What I want to see is a mechanism of accountability. I want them to do, again, what the Democrats do. I want them to pursue these investigations with a goal in their mind of either referring for prosecution or finding that there wasn't anything to refer for prosecution. I don't want them just to be like, ha, we told you, and like pound their fist on the table and be like, that was a stupid answer. Democrats are idiots. No, no. I want people who have violated the law to be held accountable and to be prosecuted for it. The, the, the House of Representatives is controlled by Republicans now. Republicans seat, seat who they want on committees right now. We should be mercilessly investigating everything from the FBI's 
um, role in January 6th, to the FBI's role in the Gretchen Whitmer fednapping, to the raid on Mar-a-Lago. We should go back and zoom out on the Department of Justice, on the weaponization of the Department of Homeland Security against parents who oppose critical race theory in schools, the Department of Education and their collusion with teachers unions who are corrupt entities themselves. We should lay bare the corruption, the Fauci corruption with big pharma, all of this stuff. And the goal should be referral for prosecution if we believe what we say, what we constantly say, that these people don't just hold a differing opinion. They're not just pushing different policies than we support, but they've committed actual crimes against our country. I mean, the frustrating part is we know Merrick Garland's not going to do anything with, uh, you know, the referrals. But I, I totally agree with you in the fact that, you know, we need to bring this information to light. And I hope too, like I would what I'd love to see from them is actually put forth some reforms, you know, to 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 get to the why, to get to what happened. But then also, you know, what should we do about it? Right. How do you make government better? And, you know, I mean, even in the fight with uh, Kevin McCarthy and, you know, getting to the the 15th ballot, Congress has a 22 percent approval rating. I actually think the American people would be receptive to Republicans putting forth changes. Right. You know, how do we how do we make Congress work better for the people, answer to the people more accountable? How do we make government more accountable? So, you know, I I hope they put forward uh, some reforms and changes, even if they're not going to get implemented right now, but just putting it forward to the people to see. One of the things that I think the new rules package is going to give the Congress the opportunity to do, and this is something that I've long advocated, that whenever Republicans are in charge of either the Senate or the House, that we should be doing this constantly, is bringing every single issue in a very simplistic form to a vote. And Republicans actually avoid this the same as Democrats do, which annoys me a lot. Um, But one of the things that even if you have like this Republican Congress has no opportunity to actually pass legislation, right? It's going to be immediately, immediately, it's going to immediately die in the Senate. Even if it passed the Senate, it would be vetoed by by Biden. So the legislative power of this Congress is not it's not great. It's very minimal. But what they have the opportunity to do is they have the opportunity to expose the Democrats for the radical positions that they hold. So take school choice, for example. We all know that across the country, most parents support school choice. Most Democrat parents support school choice. Most Republican parents support school choice. White parents, black parents, Hispanic parents, the majority of people support school choice. The only people that don't support school choice are the Democrats in Congress, these these white liberals, for the most part, that run the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party in the House right now is an incredible opportunity to get these Democrat members of Congress on the record saying that they oppose a policy that their constituents actually support. So it's an opportunity to create that wedge between Democrat constituents and Democrat members of Congress. That's a hugely important role for this Congress to play since they do have a minimal legislative ability, given the fact that, you know, they don't have the Senate or the House. There's any number of issues that they could put to a vote and see that the Democrats are out of step with the American people and then use that to try to actually invite people who might not be the traditional Republican voter to vote for member to vote for members of Congress, to vote for a politician in the Republican Party who better suits their interests. I totally agree on that. And then also, you know, we have seen some slight movement uh, in terms of, you know, you've got Joe Biden visiting the border, although it was, you know, a fake visit, but <laughs> he at least made the trip. Uh, you know, totally yeah, fake. totally fake, but you know, at least he went there. Right. But uh, not giving him any credit whatsoever. But he did this, obviously, as Republicans take the helm of the House, knowing that he's going to be investigated His border policies are going to be investigated. Uh, and then we have the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, formally rescinding his August 2021 uh, vaccine mandate as well. Uh, you know, and this is because of uh, basically Congress pushing him on it over the National Defense Authorization Act. So, you know, a slight movement. Right. And then, you know, there's also caveats with that in the sense that everyone who's kicked out is not being reinstated. And, and you know, it's still up to the discretion of people in authority of, you know, uh, kind of giving these individuals assignments and whatnot. But anyways, point being is there has been some, you know, movement, right? At least some positioning and pushing the Biden administration a little bit in a better direction. Definitely. And it's it's largely thanks to the Republicans who have that fire in their belly who don't just say, well, shrug, I'm here in Congress, but 
since we're since we don't have any legislative power, I, I guess I'll just get comfy here and kind of try to make friends with these people that hate me on the other side. No, no, these are people that said, listen, minority, even if you're in a minority coalition, we still are a minority party. We still have some power and we should use that to to the fullest extent. I mean, when I talk about what I want Congress, what I want McCarthy to bring to the floor to vote on, I'm talking about every issue like he should have. He should get all the Democrats on the record on abortion. Will they will they all refuse to ban late term abortion because the majority of the American people oppose that? Will they all vote in favor of vaccine mandates because the majority of the American people oppose that? Will they all vote to send more of our money to Ukraine for endless wars, which I know they're doing in real life. It doesn't have to be hypothetical because the majority of the American people oppose that. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things related to what these kitchen table economic issues, as well as cultural or social issues. I mean, talk about queer theory and critical race theory. Parents, again, across the aisle don't want their children being indoctrinated in those neo-Marxist theories in school. And yet these Democrats in Congress want that, support that, push that, advocate for that. And Republicans have an opportunity to reach out to these voters saying, hey, look, this is what your Democrat wants. Your This Democrat wants to groom your child in transgender ideology. You don't want that. Maybe something to think about for the next election. Well, and I agree where I think the American people need to know where we stand. And and you look at where bold leadership has worked, whether it's Florida or even Brian Kemp getting reelected by you know significant numbers, Greg Abbott, you know, Kim Reynolds, the list goes on. When you lay a marker down and people know where you stand, uh, it works, right? And I, and I think Republicans have kind of failed to do that because we haven't had strong leadership, at least in Congress, on on the you know the federal level, not necessarily what's going on in the states. Uh, but before we go, I wanted to get your take on, uh, you know, I know you stood strong against the the vaccine mandates and and getting the vaccine as well. What do you think was behind that massive push to get shots in everyone's arms? The push, I think, was was a couple of things. I mean, we know how influential Dr. Fauci, his name's been almost overused in this conversation, but because of the tremendous power that he had, he stood to profit both financially, but he also stood to profit in, in power, in this incredible amount of power that he has amassed. Um, the big pharma companies have completely corrupted our public health apparatus, whether that's the FDA, whether that's the CDC. The CDC and FDA are completely in the pocket of Big Pharma, and Big Pharma had their most profitable year ever by orders of magnitude because they convinced governments around the world, but primarily led by the U.S. government, to actually mandate these these vaccines. I mean, back when the OSHA mandate was in effect, before that was overturned by the courts, every employee at every company was going to be forced to, to take this. Otherwise, they were going to lose their jobs. My own husband lost his job. He's a medical provider and, and he declines to get the vaccine and he lost his job in, a, in the healthcare system because be, because of that mandate. Um, it's it's truly, truly awful. But when you have this toxic combination of of ideology, meaning these 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 people, this ruling class, the Democrats or the elitists in big pharma, they believe they know better than we know. They believe that we are stupid and they are smart. They believe that they should be. Um, they should be treated as the experts. They believe in technocracy. They don't believe that we should have a choice about our own bodies and our own lives and our own medical decisions. They believe that if they recommend it, then we should just docilely say, okay, yes, sir, and do what they say. They don't believe that we should be equal partners in our healthcare. So when you marry that toxic ideology to their Marxist political ideology, which again, doesn't respect the rights, the individual rights of people, and marry that to profit motive and power motive, well, you get this, you get exactly what we experienced during COVID-19. You get um, politicians that for profit and power are willing to to try to force people to take a, a dangerous, a, a, an unsafe and ineffective vaccine that they didn't want to take in the first place. And COVID just provided this opportunity. This this wasn't new. There have been battles over um, vaccine mandates and medical freedom before. Um, any parent with a child sending a child to school can tell you about that. Um, but COVID just accelerated it and brought it to light. And the people, the American people, unfortunately, were very easily conditioned into accepting this because of the lies that they were told about COVID-19 itself. They were told that this was going to just raise our population. It was going to cause millions of deaths, 
children and your children and your parents and yourself. And this was the only thing to do. And people were were paralyzed by fear. I found it, honestly, Lisa, kind of eye-opening because I didn't realize our population would be that easily manipulated. Well, and scary because of that as well. And in total respect for you, my friend, for for standing up against all of this. Uh, you know, I, I think Omicron was probably the best thing that had happened because you had all these people who were pushing lockdowns, pushing mandates, pushing all these things. It almost deprogrammed them to a certain degree because they, they thought they could outrun getting COVID. And then once everyone got it, they're like, oh, OK, uh, you know, we got to move on to another topic. <laughs> you know, like it, it sort of uh, deprogrammed them. Uh, but Lita Liz, anything else? Uh, I've, I've loved this conversation with you, uh, host of the Liz Wheeler show. Everyone go check out Liz's show. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with before we go? Listen, a lot of the stuff that we have talked about today, a lot of the stuff that I talk about on my show too, it's heavy stuff. It's deep stuff. It's not like this walk in the park, butterflies and sunshine. And I, I, I just want to share with everyone that's listening that I'm not cynical and I'm not Um, I don't lack hope. I actually feel incredibly energized for the future fighting this fight. Because Lisa, if we have proved anything in the last three years, we have proved that the American people, for all of what I just said, maybe this contradicts what I just said, that so much of the population was willing to succumb to the fear and the conditioning and, and not push back against masks and vaccines and lockdowns, et cetera. There's also an incredible number of the American people whose eyes have been opened to the true agenda of the radical left. And we have we have fought back against this. I mean, we've essentially won the critical race theory fight. We're on the verge of winning the fight against queer theory. We can do this as long as we acknowledge the reality of the political enemy that we face, then we will be able to fight back well against it. And if we fight back well, we will win. I'm confident of that. I agree. My eyes have certainly been open. I, I you know, I, I hope our, our fellow Americans eyes have as well. Uh, Liz Wheeler, glad to know you, my friend. Appreciate the work you do. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Thank you so much. It was delightful to be here. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Go check out the Liz Wheeler show. Uh, thanks so much, Liz. I uh, hope to see you soon. Talk soon. So that was Liz Wheeler, host of the Liz Wheeler Show. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to the show every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Uh, Feel free to leave us a review. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, this new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash Lisa. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.